and, and then they they go instead of capturing them and turning them over to the government or eliminating them, they they, they them. take care of them and they've recru- they've they've recruited and and taken care of a few young mutants that way by murdering them. And no. Hi there, and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk Comics. I am your host, Charles Herring, and I am here with my very good friend, Javier Gonzalez, who is my co-host and y'all's personal favorite on this pod. Hi, Hav. How you doing? Hey, Charles. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. I am pleased to announce after the fiasco last pod that Hav is actually wearing pants this evening. He made sure to show me. I was not comfortable with it, but he did that anyway. But he has got pants on. Well, pants. I mean, banana hammock. Counts as pants, right? Hey, you want to give it away? That's fine. I'm just happy that you you have your unmentionable car- covered. I'm wearing cargo shorts. I'll have everybody know. Oh, I think it'd be better if you were wearing a banana hammock today, dude. Yeah, cargo well, shorts. Yeah, 1997. It wants her shorts back, and I got it. Hey, hey, you're married. You don't have to worry about how you look now. Uh, okay, sure. All right, so today we're going to be talking about two comics for a change. Wait, no, that's not a change. It's exactly what we do every time. It's crazy talk. Hey, real fast, so before you jump into it, I do do appreciate that, at least in your opinion, I'm the fan favorite as opposed to you, because it's it's really a 50-50 toss-up. It's not like they got a lot of choices here. I guess guess somebody could say, you know what? No, Caesar, bring every episode should be a special episode. But okay, go ahead. I'm ready to jump in if you are. I think every episode is a special episode. Aw. Me too, now that you say that. <laughs> okay, so the two comics we are going to discuss today are uh, one that is near and dear to my heart and one that Hobbs suggested. Uh, the one that Hobbs suggested. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm fine. The, the one that Hobbs suggested is actually by one of my favorite comic book writers, and it's The Incredible Hulk, but it's in the 80s. Yeah, so, it is. It so is, there, there's, there's, y- y'all, y'all know how I feel about 80s comics. I felt, feel like I did not have good taste when I was in junior high, which I mean, if you saw how I dressed, you'd know that to be true. Hey, I had a, uh, pretty sure I had a Kenny Loggins poster on my wall at some point in the 80s. So yeah, me too. Not the greatest, maybe. Danger Zone. Yeah, but it wasn't even a day. It was like his Vox. I oh swear no, no, to God, no, no, Vox no. Humanitor. No, I'm just saying that 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 that's just a danger zone. I'm not gonna. I'm oh. not gonna touch. I'm not just gonna touch I, I, that. Well, I thought you were talking about a song, Danger Zone. Well, did I, you do that I, on purpose? I did that on purpose. Okay, and, good. But I, I just, I just wanted to. Hands off. Just, just keep on talking. Yes. Let's talk comic books. Well, no, I just want you to know that who you were in junior high, you shouldn't be ashamed of. No. And if you feel that you need to come out as an adult, I think you should know you're supported and surrounded by friends. What do you mean? As like as a, as a Kenny Loggins fan? Sure, we'll go with that. Anyway, yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I I did enjoy me some Kenny Loggins. Okay, that's fine. I that's just it's I don't know I don't know I, that's just weird. Yeah, it was. You know what? I remember it was a free poster giveaway. Oh, that that and, makes much more sense. And I didn't have a lot of posters. I also had okay. like a World Cup Mexico. That 82 poster? I didn't have a lot of posters up in my room. Okay. I thought I you said- My brother was much more of a poster guy. Okay. And then I always had a The Empire Strikes Back framed poster, movie poster. Awesome. That my, my uncle gave me. That's cool. Anyways, so- And that's your, so, least, yeah. that's your least favorite Star Wars movie, right? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, as you very well know, sir, quite the opposite. No, I did suggest Incredible Hulk starting with issue 3313. Three one when I will st- you know Eve, P- the great Peter David began Absolutely. a very hundred issue plus run on Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk I want to say is what I what I read somewhere and maybe in the the preface that he wrote to this collection which is Marvel Visionaries and it was on the Hoopla and, and Hoopla of course is where you can get you can get stuff free from the public apparently. library now not every public library has Hoopla but those that do well I don't even know how many that does but the Dallas Library definitely has one and is a proud supporter of the Dallas Library, since they're proud supporters of us, I highly recommend anyone living in the Dallas area get a library card. Yeah, it's real easy. Yeah, and the the collected volume, this is actually a hard volume too, hard copy volume, Hulk Visionaries, Peter David Volume 1, which collected issues 331 to 339. And the issue before Peter David began on it, this artist started on it, Penciler, that 
eventually would apparently make something of himself started doing the drawings on it named Todd McFarlane. And of course, everybody knows he and a bunch of other artists, artists, right? I don't know if there were any writers. Most, mostly artists. You know, yes. broke off in the very early 90s and made Image. And of course, his big creation there was Spawn. So I remember, well, and then you suggested, hold mm -hmm. on. We'll, we'll, so chronological order, we're going to do Incredible Hulk first because the first issue of that came out in May, 90, May 1987. So it just slightly beat Gwenpool, which, Gwen, good Lord, I'm going to do that all night. Uh, Spider-Gwen. We're doing Spider-Gwen. It's another Gwen, and I love her oh, as much as much as I do Gwenpool. Can you pick favorites? I, it's like I can and I will, but it's hard between the two of them because okay. they are they're kind of completely different type comic book characters. Yeah. Gwenpool is my absolute favorite of this new group of comic characters that aren't really even a legacy thing because she is really kind of her own thing, even though she's you could say, oh, Deadpool, but not really because her name is literally Gwenpool and she's from our universe technically into the 616. Right. We should really read that comic and talk. Oh, never mind. We did that. That's you know, right, you do know that is our number one most downloaded. Really? Yes. Gwenpool and Batman. Oh, okay. That's it's because of the Batman the thing. Beast, except, hold on. We've read a couple other Bat things. You cannot tell me that that is number one because of Batman 10 KG Beast. And the KG Beast. Come on. I, KG Beast, man. Who knew? Evidently. That, that is just. Keyword. No, maybe you're right. Gwynpool, Deadpool, who knows? I, I have no pool? idea. That just blow that just blows my mind that it's that one. And I've always kind of thought it was Batman, except today I was thinking about it. I uploaded I just uploaded the earlier this evening the podcast dropping tomorrow. Gotcha. And so I was looking at the analytics again and it's still sitting up there. Now it's only number one by like three or four downloads, but it's been up at the top for consistently. A, yeah. It's just it's just funny. Yeah. So I, 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 it, it was great. Well, this is Spider-Gwen, yes. not Gwenpool. Spider-Gwen, which Spider in her universe is Spider-Woman, which I think is confusing because my little brain has trouble handling weird differences like that because of whatever. That came, this, was, this came out in April of 2015, issue number one, written by Jason Latour, is what I'm going to say, art and cover by Javier Rodriguez. So in uh, pretty good, are, uh, but as, are, are you are you pronouncing the first name Javi, correctly? Javier, Javier, Hav, Javier Rodriguez. I, I'll I'll defer to you on how to pronounce that name. Yeah, whatever. I go. That's why I go by Hav because I hate people butchering it. So, anyways, so hey, I really enjoyed it, but let's talk about the Hulk. You really let's talk. Oh, oh, you want to back that truck up? You really enjoyed it. So you got past the first two episodes then. The oh motherfucker. You uh, or issue. You got past the first two issues. I'm, I'm glad yeah, to see. I'm glad to see my issue has. Uh, I I have to tell you, Hav and I had a chat on the phone about a, almost a week ago, yeah. and we both admitted we were having trouble get, getting started on the Hulk because the the first comic was not very good. The second comic wasn't very good, and then I will be perfectly blunt. It got really good. It got better. Yeah. It was really hard getting through because, okay, he, so guess what? Incredible Hulk, he started with issue 331 and somebody was, he was trying to wrap up a lot of loose ends, mm -hmm. trying to set up stuff for his, you know, monumental long run, which he was mm -hmm. definitely doing, but it was a little bit of a struggle. Uh, and, and, you know, when you get a few issues in, the reason I remember this run and picked it up periodically, not you know, as opposed to a lot of times, not because of the art. I really like the writing. And then a few issues in, X Factor appears. And mm -hmm. I had started as a as a middle schooler at the supermarket or the Walden Books or wherever there was a spinner rack. I was picking up X Factor. And then lo and behold, I see X Factor on the cover of Incredible Hulk. I'm like, ah, cool. I'm going to pick that up. And that's when I started reading every once in a while this. And then I don't know if you noticed at the end of this run, the next one is the the the, the teaser at the very bottom of the last page is Enter Wolverine or something. And I, that's the iconic cover. Go ahead. I not only noticed that, I went to Marvel Unlimited and I pulled it up. I'm probably going to read that too because I they were teasing it and then, then it ended. And I'm like, son of a bitch, that I want to uh -huh. read the one with Wolverine. Because I got yeah, this far. Right. What One of the things that I liked immediately going in after those, and you are right, that he was cleaning up everything that came before, trying to get his own grasp on the character, trying to have the character. Well, one of the things he had to do was he had to take Rick Jones's Hulk away from him because the character Rick Jones had been 
Bruce Banner had been in a nutrient bath that then transferred the Hulk, his Hulk essence into Rick Jones, and Rick Jones was turning into the Hulk only at night. And at this point, Banner wasn't, but in order to help him, Banner decided to expose himself again to gamma rays. On a machine. <laughs> on a machine. And but then you find out that the Hulk subconsciously was influencing him? Yes. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, okay, there's all sorts of weird stuff. So in the beginning of this, he really is trying to set up so Bruce Banner's back with the Hulk. And this is where we get what's called the Gray Hulk, which is original. The original Hulk was gray. Right. And at the original time, he turned into the Hulk at night. He was Bruce Banner during the day. Night and day. It was a real Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing without drinking a potion. And he was really clear in his intro to this visionary thing that he was writing about that he feels when people would complain about it and go, what are you doing? He's like, no, I'm writing the original Hulk and I've written more of the original Hulk than anybody else because the Gray Hulk is is like that. And it is actually nice because the Gray Hulk talks in full sentences. He's not a good guy. Yeah, he's... he's, He's really a bad guy. But after he gets through kind of this stuff, it becomes really a back to the roots of what the Hulk was sort of in the first few issues, which is a horror comic. It is an old school horror comic, and they had a lot of horror tropes in this arc that we we read. They had, it would start out with, with what was it, the first good comic, I think it was comic three of this run, was the woman was getting beat by her husband. Yeah, that was rough. Who turns out to be the sheriff. Of the town, who then arrests Bruce Banner for being drunk and disorderly because the Grey Hulk is trying not to get caught and have by the Gamma, Gamma crew, whatever. Gamma base. The Gamma base. So he got, he's, he's putting him in positions where he can't get back to the Gamma base, which is kind of the, all of that stuff is funny. So I didn't, I... When I started reading the first two issues, I legitimately thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible. And then I ended up. I enjoyed a lot of it. For I, I'm gonna I'm gonna caveat this a little bit. A couple of things. One, 80s comic. So good lord, the denseness of the text reminds me of this podcast. It's a lot of talk without anything going on. Yeah, there is a lot of that. Yes, and then I'm not a big horror comic guy, and I'm not a horror movie guy. This at least is within the the horror genres that I like a little bit. There's some mysticism in it, and then the come up. It's more of the come up and for the evil entity. As opposed to some of the horror comics when it's the comeuppance for the person that was yeah. bad. So or kids having sex when there shouldn't be, when they're, you know. No, that's slasher films. That's slasher. Well, Different. Okay, I see what you're saying. But yeah. I, I'm glad you, you started liking it more. A couple notes you hit there. The preface that Peter David wrote was, I thought exquisitely hilarious yes he talks about nobody was interested in incredible hulk they were searching for somebody he was on the outs i forget it's been a little while since i read this go ahead you Uh, remember why he was on the outs he was on the outs because he was in sales and he wanted to be a writer and someone had put him on the spider-man book and they did not the other editors and the main people at he didn't understand there he said there was always a problem between the the artistic side and the sales side which he always thought was stupid because y'all want the same things you want success so i don't get why we're we're fighting but he wrote spider-man and they didn't like it they didn't want this sales guy is from what i could tell writing spider-man so the hulk he knew nobody gave a crap about the hulk which right. is pretty much the life of the Hulk most of the time. Nobody cared. Because the yeah. TV show, as he put it, the TV show was long over. There wasn't that much interest in it. So Yeah, well, and then he also funnily talks about, I thought very humorously, says, and there's this artist, uh, in, in his opinion, he looked at some of his stuff. He's like, he wasn't a very good storyteller, but heck, I can work with him. I'll help him. And he's talking about McFarlane. And look, I haven't really read a comic book with art by Todd McFarlane in a really long time. And I read some of The Amazing Spider-Man back then, too. I was never one of those that was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And this was, I mean, his, I, I don't mind his Hulk, but the other characters, and it's a very unique style. It's very distinctive. And you tell, you can tell who it is. It was, it was good. It was, it was good. I, it's, I wouldn't say great, and that's me saying that. I'm usually uh, it, the one to to go there, but it was it, it was okay to good. It's okay. It's comic. It's okay comic books, but at times Bruce Banner wouldn't have a shirt on, and Bruce Banner was jacked. Not yeah, not was. not in good shape. He was jacked. He was mm-hmm. Superman jacked. 
It's just every yeah. single male character was just ridiculously jacked. Yeah. A- and every and every woman was a perfect hourglass figure and yes. no, it was definitely it, it it's definitely a style, but no, I so I'll even go so far. Eric Larson, who ended up doing Savage Dragon and had a run after McFarlane on Spider Man, I like his art better, very distinct style. Some people think it's very similar to McFarlane, I don't. I'm I'm just thinking of the image guys. Jim Lee, I like better. A lot of contemporaries and probably predecessors that go better go back to Bronze Age and even Silver Age, I like better. So it was it was okay. The, again, everybody's got their own take on the Hulk. So I I didn't mind his Hulk. The best art in that run was the one he didn't draw. It was on that Phantom Stranger. Right, that weird one. Speaking of... And I, they showed the art. The art was pretty good, and it was. Uh, they actually referenced Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde as one, one of the movies he's oh, watching. That whole thing was a. It was an incredible. That that was probably my favorite comic out of that run. Because in a one standalone a, mm-hmm. issue, and then you also had uh, what was else I was going to say about that issue? Oh shoot, I'm forgetting. Anyways, no, I I did enjoy that issue. That, that Gosh, was that was pure. It was a pure horror comic from the from the 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 woman. The whole premise of that particular comic was it is a young young lady and this phantom stranger enters her room to kill her and she runs out and he slashes her eyes and she runs out into the street and runs into the Grey Hulk right. who decides right. to protect her even though I, I will say there's some proof that he's Banner is in there coercing him because yeah. he talks about he talks a good game about being completely evil and he's a bad person and he keeps protecting women and he keeps doing all sorts yeah. of things like that and that, well go ahead sorry and that whole that whole comic was just a wonderful old school horror comic from beginning to end and that's the one where the hulk banner figures out who it might be who it might be and follows this guy to his house and it's this young gas pump attendant and he's he's what he watches horror movies and he's watching he pops in dr jekyll and mr hyde and at the window is bruce banner and is they it is a just an amazing little art scene as on the screen, the TV screen, Dr. Jekyll is drinking the potion and turning into the hide behind him on the mir- on the window. Coming through the window, you see, as the sun goes down, Bruce Banner turning into the Gray Hulk. Yeah. And it was it's just, a good, it's it a was good just awesome. Full page, mm-hmm. you know, kind of things, semi-splash page. That art was done by John Ridgway. I, I, I have it pulled up. And uh, yeah, it was just good. Oh, and then of course the the young guy that's that when he goes to sleep gets drunk and passes out. This this night stalker, phantom stranger, but evil thing starts coming out. You never. The only thing, my only nitpick about that is you never really get a good. He's just a bad guy that preys on fear, but the Hulk's not afraid of him. Kind of thing. He actually ends up being afraid of the Hulk. So well, the Hulk does. It was the Hulk does kill him. So yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and the kid ends up in a coma at the end. Because that that weird you know Night Stalker ghost thing is is eliminated. Oh, going back also to what you said about the Grey Hulk. So they do this whole thing where they reintroduce the leader, one of the big bads for the Hulk, who is gamma radiated as well. But instead of getting big and brawny, he gets big and brainy, and is, you know he's got the oversized head. But he's gone away because apparently his gamma radiation wore off, and he turned back into normal intelligence guy. And he wants his gamma intelligence back. Anyways, he gets his gamma intelligence back by stripping it away from Rick Jones. And they do that. And that's something Peter David does right away early on in the first couple issues. Because, and you know, he's going to come back. But you can tell Peter David didn't want Rick Jones to be the Hulk. He wanted Gray Hulk and he wanted the leader back. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But he also retcons a little bit that, I don't know if you remember this part, where the leader's explaining to the Hulk, or maybe to Bruce Banner, I forget, that when he was irradiated, it was the first time a gamma blast had been done outside, and so there was a mixture of sun and and gamma rays, mm-hmm. and that's why during the day, he's he's more, if there is a Hulk during the day, he's more sedate or laid back, and sometimes not, and that's why this iteration, daytime's generally Banner, nighttime's generally Hulk, and then Banner's, or the Hulk is more passive when it's a full moon because the sun's radiant you know reflecting off the moon and he goes into all do you remember that it was a long explanation there are a lot of words on the page it was dumb (laughs) he could have just left it night and day and not said anything right they're they're trying there was a lot of explanation look they're trying to explain why he doesn't turn because remember this is this is 
years after the TV show. And yeah. and for the longest time, the Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk when he gets angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Right. And so he's trying to explain why this Hulk is different. Although I did, it doesn't really make sense. It, it's just the Gray Hulk. It's just whatever the narrative needs and whatever reason a, a writer can come up to make the comic book act that well, way. And if you do make Banner angry, the Hulk will come out, by the way, as the, the sheriff finds out when he's locked up during the day, remember? Well, no, the they, they explained that. What did they explain? I don't get it. I don't see well, it again. Uh, yeah, they... Uh, was it nighttime when that happened? Yeah, they, they moved the clocks, remember? Because they used the move the clocks things twice. That's right. Okay, sorry. You're right. Okay, never mind. You're so, right. I know. Does it, ever oh, get, it, does it ever get tiring saying that? No. Okay, it good. Really? It really doesn't. Uh, so, also, going back to the Gray Hulk at the beginning of... In, Hulk comic book, like mm -hmm. back from the 60s. Yeah. I remember reading, I did not have time to do any research or take a lot of notes, but I remember reading about that. One of the reasons they switched the Hulk from gray to green mm -hmm. was in the early issues, for whatever reason, the coloring, the gray would be a different gray, sometimes not even issue to issue, sometimes page to page, and it was driving the creatives and the publisher crazy. And finally they said, let's just green. We can make them green. It's a it's a more of a standard color. And I remember reading that's one of the reasons. It wasn't any kind of thing to not make him gray, and it was a big deal. It was just like, look, he's going to be green from now on. We're, we're, we're having trouble with the coloring process. I don't know. I remember reading that. I thought that was interesting. Interesting. I thought it was a money issue. I thought it was more, it, it costs less to use the green. I am. Ink, but I that doesn't although that i don't even know i know something about printing so that's ridiculous too because it's a fork uh, the color process on the comics four it, colors it, yeah you're making it whether you're make uh, yeah it, it's it's just it's insane that i even thought that that would be the reason but yeah that makes more sense they were having trouble keeping it because it's, yeah. it's not like back in the 60s when they were running those comic books, the printing presses and the, the printing they were doing on those were that great. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, it's gotten a lot better when you buy a comic now. The, the... A, little, a little bit. Well, yeah. it's not on newsprint anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, although I do miss the smell sometimes of the newsprint comic. What else? Oh, the Gray Hulk eventually, again, no research. Doesn't he eventually start going by like Mr. Fix-It? Do you remember that? At some point in yes. the late eighties, early nineties, I, I think he does. At some point, he basically he's he's in the mob. Yeah, right? in the mob in Vegas. He he's that's, a wor he works in Vegas. Okay, that's yeah, there's I some there's some weird stuff in comics. Comics are awesome. Yeah. So at the beginning of this, it's still all gamma base. You still have Quartermain. Is it Alan Quartermain? It's something Alan Quartermain. Qu yeah, Alan Quartermain. Yeah, and then you got La La Lacroix or La Lacroix, and then you got I'm blanking on the names. Now. Uh, yeah, you got a bunch of. Hulkbusters. Yeah, I don't I don't know any of their names. I they they were background and they broke Hade that up. Hadeko, Hadeko. And they broke that uh, group up pretty quick. So, again, you could tell that something like yeah, he was, Peter Dave was like, I'm done with this. He 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 wanted he wanted the Hulk on the road solving crime and looking for his wife who had run off with her ex-husband that no one was had that ever from heard. the old comics or was that something have, he brought in? Ramon, I, the Latin lover? Dude, I have no idea. That, I, that pulls a switchblade at with on the on the on the base on the gamma base guard. Dude. Won't let him in. I'm I pull hey, let's go West Side story here. SA. Boom. Pulls 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 the uh, steel. I'm like, really? Ramon's got a switchblade with a with a with the mustache with the like the pencil mustache. Oh, maybe a ponytail. I want to say for some reason oh, if he didn't I, have I a think ponytail. He had a ponytail. He I may have had, had a ponytail. ponytail. I don't I oh, don't Oh my gosh. It was so weird. No, it uh, was it was it was a choice and <laughs> it was. He went with it and it was the late 80s. People didn't know any better. Oh wait, no they did. Anyway. Well, so that's the, about the same time we're getting vibe in jail, Justice League of America too, so. So it, yeah, they're just trying to include other At least you're trying to No, maybe they're like, "Hey, look, we threw a Hispanic Hispanic person, a Latino in there. Pat on the back for everybody. What good job right. everybody. High five. Let's go let's go get some tacos." Ooh. Anyways, I want to go get some tacos. Oh, well, I can do that after the podcast. Yeah, we can do that. Well, maybe on Tuesday. <laughs> you know what? Every night is Taco Tuesday in my heart. Boom. Boom. Well said. Somebody should put that on a poster. Maybe a t-shirt. I'll be right on it. So, oh, no, what did I you just, think of the... Hold on. I was. I legitimately want to know what the fuck is going on with Beth... Was it? Is it Betty Ross? His name was Ramon. No, not. I don't give a fuck about Ramon. I give a <laughs> You want to know more about Ramon, don't you? No, no what are, what I want to want to know more about his fucking wife and where the fuck she went i mean because she goes off with him well first you have to understand too there was the 
Bruce Banner and is it it's Betty Ross? Betty Ross. Betty Ross. They, they had the fuck scene. And, oh yeah, they did. And because again, because of the nighttime thing. The, the, well, no, because and getting aroused. No, because they set the goddamn clocks back. They didn't know what time the sun was going down. So he turned oh. into the Hulk with her and she clearly got injured. They didn't say what happened to her. She ended up in the hospital. Well, because, the, and the room is trash. And the room is trash. So, and the Grey Hulk thinks he hurt her. He didn't yeah. mean to because he was just, they were cuddled on the bed when he turned into the fucking Hulk. Mm-hmm. And that, that would, that could be a problem. So she's, she leaves the hospital with Ramon and then they go off to, New Orleans, and it was really weird because she goes to take a shower, and then he starts complaining that she's been in there so long, and then he breaks down the door and she's gone. So what the fuck was he doing to her that she thought she couldn't leave? So this is I, it's I, I want to know. know what's and going I don't, on with I Betty Ross. Yeah, I, I don't know, and well, so I, and that's why I was wondering. I don't, I didn't read a bunch of this. I just remember reading issues here and there. Was Ramon from? Was Ramon a character that I think he was, Peter David introduced? Was this an old character that he brought back and decided I'm gonna? Apparently, Betty got married and there's we they didn't wrap I, that up, but I'm gonna take it and run. I sus- all sorts of questions. I suspect that is out of he Peter David pulled that out of his ass. That's what I was thinking too, because also at the beginning, General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross is dead from the last issue, and yes. he kind of just like, eh, okay, General Ross is dead. And Betty's grieving, and Bruce is just like, eh, I could, you know, he's more concerned about Rick and the Hulk. And in in fairness, Ross is a prick, so I I can see where still Betty's dead. Yeah, but he is a he, and he's a particularly a prick to Bruce Banner. Well, he's known that he's the Hulk for a long time. Well, he was a prick to Bruce Banner before he became the Hulk. Oh, okay, I, I know, but it's still his. Her, her daddy died. Her father died. So guess what? The maybe Bruce could be a little bit more. I'm just saying it. Well, and then, but I think there's even reference that maybe the Hulk, the Gray Hulk inside of Bruce, was influencing him to be neglectful. And sure, sure. That sure. also influenced him to get on the machine to turn back into the Hulk, which turns into the Gray Hulk. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. But I wanted to ask you what you thought of the the uh, X Factor two issue crossover. It wasn't even really a crossover because Hulk didn't appear in X Factor back then. I, What'd you think? I I liked I liked the part with Jean Grey and Iceman. Okay. I could have done without the Cyclops ship. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I sorry. No, I no. I don't get this whole Exterminators X Factor. I don't. I, I still think it's dumb. It and, was dumb. They they dropped that pretty darn fast. Yeah. So. But the whole I, the whole thing with them going in, I I was amused at the Bobby having powers with problems with his powers that they're working through, and I backstory. But it's a, it's a common that's that, that's a comic trope. Yeah, malfunctioning powers, and then he just explodes ice in the place and freezes the Gray Hulk. I kind of liked that, and I did like that it it ends one issue and then the next issue Cyclops is trying to very carefully get an air hole melted so the hulk doesn't die in there he's like i we've numbed him but the dude's gotta breathe that's actually a good call it really was Uh, i liked that i kind of wonder if they left it there and then they started talking and they're like you know we might want to to uh, he probably needs to breathe Because that's more of a comic thing where they just freeze somebody and then they just yeah. thaw them out. And instead... He's fine. Yeah, it, he's a superhero. They're hard to kill. I guess the Hulk's uh, not a superhero. And I, when I saw that in, the, in that in that issue or these issues where Bobby Iceman's having some issues, ha, issues, having problems with his powers, I recall there being a thing where something happened. He got He interacted with another super where they messed with his powers or something, and he was having trouble controlling them. It it was an ongoing issue. And then as for the, so the X Factor, their outward team are are the exterminators, I think. It's something ridiculous where to the public, they're posing as mutant, mutant busters to use the Hulk busters. That's where they were, Hulk busters, Gamma Base. People call them, and they're using that as a way to find mutants. Uh, and, and then they they go instead of capturing them and turning them over to the government or eliminating them they they, they them. take care of them and they've recru- they've they've recruited and and taken care of a few young mutants that way by murdering them and no they don't they just they just they shelter them and, and Warren Warren Worthington the third angel 
is financing the whole thing. And just so you know, because you probably weren't reading excerpt back then like I was, I didn't pick it up right at issue one. It all falls apart real fast. And thankfully, because I think early on the writing, the writer and artist changed. And eventually, like by issue seven, it's Louise uh, Simonson writing and her husband, Walt Simonson, the, uh, both of them great, by the way, are and they do away. Speaking of changing things up when somebody new takes over, they do away with all that. Warren's exposed as because everybody knows he's Angel. It's exposed and they just come out as, nope, we're X-Factor, we're mutants, deal with it. So just a little backstory there. Okay. It doesn't last that much longer. It all goes away. Okay. Well, even oh, yeah. even okay. in this, when, when Banner comes back, they're like, well, y'all are the X-Men. Or no, no, one of the Hulkbusters or somebody, you're X-Men. No, we're, we're X-Factor or we're, no, yeah. we're the Exterminators. And it's like, yeah. okay, it's, it's, it's too much, too much X position. Aha! Well, that, that's what you, yes. I see what you did there. What else? I don't know. It was legitimately, it was legitimately a fun comic. I laughed at some of Peter David's really bad puns that he would have the Hulk do. Yeah. I, I, you I, know I screenshot some of them. Cause it, and you can see, I mean, I, I didn't really go back and look at Peter David's bibliography or anything, but I don't know how much he had written extensively before this, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, I just wonder, you know, was this, I feel like this was one of his first big runs, or maybe it was the first big run for him on anything, you know? Uh, yeah. So it is just seeing him write in this and then having read like we did X Factor, it's just, you can see how he progressed as a writer. Well, yeah. The, the one with the other artist, when he's killing the guy, he says, you can't, the, the guy says, no, you can't do this. We're two of a kind. And he says, no, we're not. The Hulk says, no, we're not, because you're terrified, not, not me. I just terrify. I mean, that was the... Oh, it was no, good. no, I read that wrong. Now, me, I just terrify. Whatever, same thing. And- but I, some of these were, I mean, good Lord. Uh, yes, when he rips the arms off of the the dead man thing, your arms yeah. and legs, they're still holding on. How? Ugh, obviously, I'm a man of parts. You really like stupid jokes, huh? Well, the joke's on you. You've just been disarmed. Yes, there you go. I do remember that. Uh, I mean, it's like, oh, just do a do a bump. Uh, bump oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, because he's this this guy's looking for. This is a creature that is dead during the day, but he's an alive gamma creature at night, and he's attacking the Hulk, and he wants to kill Banner because this is all Banner's fault, and he's he. Hulk calls him crazy and he goes, crazy, crazy. You don't understand anything. I was an English professor. I had friends, students, family, tenure. Tenure. I, 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 I loved that. I just I that was one. That could, I was. I had tenure. Uh, I had tenure. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. It was good. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Was it as? I didn't read. Like I said, it wasn't like it was something. I I read those couple issues that X Factor in, and every once in a while, and then I read the next issue with Wolverine, and then I think I read a few issues after that, and then I'd pick it up every now and then. But it was all right. It was okay. good. So yeah, yeah, there's that. All right. Well, we uh, we don't have mail because no one loves us. What? Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. So we don't have mail. You can send us mail if you go to hovandcharles.com and click the link up at the top to send Hov mail. And we, we, really, we really like it when you give mail. I even kind of like it. Please. Uh, and it makes my week. It really it, it really does. It really, really, really does, does excite Hov. It, it's great. Really? I mean, that's not, that, this is genuine. And then that actually makes me happy. The, my favorite part of mail is surprising Hov with mail because he gets so happy. So and I'm a, I'm a little genuinely disappointed after I you know well you know what that episode hasn't dropped yet that's right yeah I'm, no we yeah. He, we we begged and pleaded you people last yeah. episode the, the, so, the one the next okay. one's gonna drop I kind of just grovel <laughs> and ask you to send mail because I like it I really do I, it's fun I know people are listening and I do I, I, I we both appreciate the feedback and the questions we we'd and, we'd, lo- we'd love love to hear from you if you have any suggestions if you wanna if you wanna bag on me knock yourself out. I mean, I'll cry, but not publicly. Yeah, just, you know, and and myself. Oh, well, I spend all of my time by myself crying. Just, uh, you know, hugging his full life-size pillow of Invincible. Well, sometimes it gets soaked with the tears, so I switch to my Spider-Man full pillow. So there you go. You gotta gotta change it up a little bit. It's Right. We all have our own idea of a perfect threesome. 
There you go. So yes, havandcharles.com website. You can get links to listen to the podcast there. You can send email. Charles's Twitter is at herringredreal. That's the Twitter. My Twitter is havgonzotweets. And then I always get this wrong, but the the the, the podcast Twitter handle is j and c talk comics. Yes. Yeah. And the and is spelled out. No ampersand or anything. It's J-A-N-D-C Talk Comics. So yeah, there you go. I think that's all you need to know to if you, see what's going on. If you tune in to my Twitter, I I think the latest thing I tweeted was about soup. That's right. It was about soup. I, I, you know what? That's weird. Don't, Why? I don't tweet a lot recently. Why? Because I, I was thinking about soup. So I tweeted something about soup. When were you thinking about soup? And I have a reason for asking this. I think it was last night. I think I tweeted last night about soup. I shit you not. The other night I wasn't feeling great. And I remember thinking, because I was having some some tummy problems. Mm-hmm. I woke up yesterday and Julie was going to make a run to the store. And I said, hey, you know what? I haven't had soup in a while. Would you pick me up? I shit you not. <laughs> And she picked up like three cans of soup because we had like a, and we did have a can of tomato soup, mm-hmm. but I, it was just really, okay, that's, I'm sorry, this is a weird coincidence. I'm just yeah, going to put that, that out there. That, that, you want me to read you the tweet? I'm going to read you the tweet. Go for it. Because th- this is, this is what you can uh, get from my Twitter page on rare occasions. Old people yeah. like, okay, here it goes. Old people like soup, not because they're old, but because soup is fucking awesome. There you go. Done. Damn True. it. True. Except I didn't write the fucking part. I meant to write the fucking part. Am I cleaner yeah. on Twitter than I am in, in reality? No, 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 no. I just forgot to write the fucking. Yeah, you did. You sure did. But it it is true. Soup is awesome. It is. It is. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, I a, have no idea what I tweeted last. This I is sometimes a, retweet random things. This, and... is a, this is a pro-soup podcast. So all you soup haters, right? go away. I'm just kidding. We need all the listeners we can get. No, you know what? If you don't like soup, fuck you. Don't listen. Oh, wow. I that's... Damn, that's my you, that's a line of the sand. That's your line that's, of the sand. You're sounding you're, you're you're sounding more like me. That's my line. Yeah, I'm that, gonna that, go hard that, on that. That's more my my style. You know what? If you don't like soup, you you don't like the sun. You know what? If you don't like air and breathing, just don't listen to our podcast. You know what? If you that's don't, right. If you don't like soup, you don't like America because America was built on soup, right? It's so that's so true. Okay, so. so we we did do we did talk we did read another comic what and it, and it was a comic I suggested huh we and, did and it it was an awesome comic sure it was called Spider Gwen okay and anybody that knows anything about Spider Man as a whole knows that he was in love with a woman named Gwen Stacy who was killed it was ki- in like issue like what less than ten I forget no, it's pretty early on twenty less than ten he didn't I even, don't know it was he didn't even it was early meet, on he didn't even meet Gwen Stacy until. Very late in Stanley and Ditko's Ditko's run, which wasn't that far into it, but go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, he had to get into college. He met her in college. Okay, okay, sorry. And then it went on for a while. No, they didn't. No, Stanley had stopped being associated with it when they killed her. Okay, no, because they they brought in Gwen right. Stacy, and then they brought You're in right. Mary Jane, and they teased Mary Jane from about issue five. But so he knew uh, of Mary Jane before he met Gwen Stacy. But he met Gwen Stacy first, and then he met Mary Jane, and then there was a back and forth between the two of them. And yada yada it, yada. Yeah, it went on for a while, and Stanley didn't find out about them killing. Gwen Stacy until reporters ask him about it. That is hilarious. Yeah, because he just... He was like, what the what, what? Yeah, he's like, oh no, I'm sure they didn't do that. <laughs> They're like, no, they they fucking killed her, dude. Like, broke her back and shit. Just straight up Neck. murdered her. So... Neck. Yes, sorry. So my favorite Spider-Man writer is... wrote a... I'm blanking on his fucking name. That's why I... Uh, Dan Slott. Dan Slott. Thank you. Dan Slott okay. wrote... That's what I thought. Yeah, Dan Slott wrote a the Spider-Verse in the comics. Now, the Spider-Verse had happened originally in a 90s cartoon, but he wrote a Spider-Verse in the comics, and one of the characters he had in this main Spider-Verse was Spider-Gwen, and she was... She met... Peter 616. Her tragic backstory is after she got spider powers, her best friend who lived next door, Peter Parker, wanted to be like Spider-Woman and became the lizard, and then he died in her arms tonight. And they did a very good job of showing all that, by the way. It must have been something she said. Anyway. I know what you're doing there, 80s song. Go ahead. Good job. Everybody... So they did a... the, The first... 
comic we read was the only one that they were going to do. And it was written by the author that wrote this, that wrote this uh, whole arc we read. And he wrote this one shot leading into the Spider-Verse, kind of introducing some of these characters is what, what it was. There's a bunch of them that there's just this one uh, comic zero kind of thing. And it's leading into the Spider-Verse. So you know some of these out of out of different universe Spider-Men and Spider-Women. Due to what was went on in the Spider-Verse, Sp- Spider-Gwen was like the breakout star of it. And there was a real big, hey, we want more of this character. Right. So they so they they brought her back and it is a really fun because it's they they don't even really do it. It's not an origin story cuz you read that one and she's it's going on already and then you come back and she's been Spider-Woman. She's already being chased by Captain Stacy has a whole it has a whole task force to stop Spider-Woman who killed that Peter Parker kid. Because, yeah. and, and I mean, it's just this whole, it, it's really, really well done. She's friends with Mary Jane. Well, not really friends. They're in no, a band frenemies. together. Yeah. They're in a band together. They're the Mary Janes, which, which I love. And the, uh, and the black cat has her own band. Yeah. She's a, she's a. Well, there's so much. Okay, go ahead. Oh man. Keep on going, Cause you're, there, you're doing a good job of, of laying out this whole different universe. It is. It's just a, it's just a great fun comic based on kind of stuff you already know it's the oh this feels familiar but it's different so including the punisher i mean there's a frank castle in it because he has to take over he takes over the task force and he's not the punisher but he ain't a good guy he oh man he he is the punisher he's still well and ben ben parker's not dead in this universe that's right Uh, and he's you know he he loves he loves gwen and gwen feels really bad around the may in in the in the six one six, is Gwen Stacy's mom passed away? Yeah, she's she doesn't she's not alive. Okay, I, all right. That, I was trying to wonder. I was wondering if there was a Ben, you know, an Uncle Ben for no, her. You know, no, the, Peter Parker was her Uncle Ben. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I just want to make sure that that's the that's the thing during the Spider Verse. They're they're teaming up and they're sending out things because six one six Peter Parker eventually takes is eventually in charge. Yeah. In it, I'm not going to give anything away. But when they're breaking up to do things, he's trying to bench. Gwen. Yeah. And she got ticked and they had a they had a bit of a a conversation about it because but I lost you and she's like I lost you. And it's not in the oh we we love each other cuz she's a he's in his uh, that 616 is in his late 20s and she's 19. So it's not right. like that. It's more There's of the time no. Yeah. No. I can't let you die cuz my Gwen died. Yeah. She's so, like dumbass so did my Peter did. Yeah, too, my so Peter died. So yeah, I I got to I'm not yeah, it, it it was great, and of course, spider spider ham is in it. Okay, so that's <laughs> look. Let me just let me just tell you that whole when she has her little head injury, she not gets, little, she gets a, bad. She gets a massive concussion, just and she's seen spider ham. And you know what? Speaking of hearing the voice of the person that portrayed the character, I'm hearing you, Delaney's voice. Awesome. The I, whole time he's talking. I just washed my hands. That's why they're wet. <laughs> Who knew that corn dogs were so great? And she's like, really? Would you stop eating that? It's like cannibalism. No, it's not cannibalism. They're not alive. They'll only be eating if I was eating a pig that was alive. I mean, it's just, oh Dear my God. Lord. No, that it was, was great. So, it was awesome. It was a good. So yeah. During during this little thing, it, there's there's a really good scene where she gets captured well she doesn't get captured but her father corners spider woman yeah and so she unmasks she's like all right here it is and he obviously lets her go not obviously because some cop dads wouldn't but he lets her go and what does he say to her i i I screenshotted that dang it i had it pulled up here a second ago there at one point they're talking on the phone and she says it's all i've ever wanted to do and he says i know honey and the things we love are always worth fighting for yeah and i liked that oh so some of the other things there there were the is it hobie brown was the kid that's spray painting everything yes okay well hobie robertson robertson Oh, it's Hobie Robertson. Is it? Is I thought for some maybe I could be wrong about that because okay. I did not take notes. Okay, don't, well, don't I was help just, me do that. I, I just know it was a Hobie, and Hobie Brown is normally the that that's a he's the prowler in the six one six and different things. But yeah. he was there's a there's a screen. I took a screenshot of she's on on a fire escape and written on the ground under it, 
in graffiti is and you read terrible comics <laughs> and i really loved that so that is awesome yeah she she fights the she fights the vulture tombs it took me a second to remember who tombs was because they started using his name right after the appearance I was like i guess that's a vulture and it's like oh yeah duh you didn't how did i forget that okay. from the movie yeah well you know what well tombs? no no it was always his name not just from i know the movie. i know i know but it was very prominently yeah. on display in the movie with Michael Keaton playing the vulture. But also Tombs, for whatever reason, man, made me think of that X-Files. Wasn't there a bad guy named Tombs that was in an X-Files episode? And he was like that slithery little guy that could squeeze through anything. And it was such a creepy episode. Do you remember that at all? I think I know of that episode, but I think I've only watched like six episodes of X-Files ever. You shut the front door. Well, it's already shut. I'm in my house and it's nighttime. Why would I have my front door open? ha, 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 ha. I even have it locked. I'm glad you can see so well about what I say. Aren't you hearing? Shouldn't you say I hear what you did? Good point. Not going to lie to you. It's a very good point. Yeah. No, one of the, the, the first thing when she gets, Tombs causes this because she lands in a garbage scow on, I'm guessing the Hudson. Yeah. And she, she's singing the song that I always sing when I do it, which is Spider Gwen, Spider Gwen, (laughs) sleeping on here, sleeping on the job again. Yeah. And she looks up and she sees Peter Parker and Peter, Peter is that. And he's upsy daisy, lazy swayze. The vulture's getting a ways. Yeah. So it's it's awesome. It's yeah. just awesome. It was it no that that was great. I, again, like I think before we started recording, I asked you immediately. You know, it's so it's, it, the the Spider Verse is, is that big volume on Hoopla. I need to I need to read with like two hundred. You know, it's big for. I guess a couple of comic It's only two issues, but that doesn't make sense. Maybe it's two volumes. Dan Slott's the writer, Spider-Verse. The Spider-Verse is a gigantic, it's not really, I mean, I think it's across comics with the, cause it's, it's more ultimate than just because they were, well, because yeah. ultimate Spider-Man was still on then. So it's across ultimate Spider-Man. It was through, uh, through amazing. It was probably Spider-Woman was in it. So it was through that. And then they released, you know, sometimes they'll have the main Spider-Verse, but they also released team ups, with the groups. So they it, it is a it is a huge it, there's like 50 comics in that. Something like that. Okay, it's, this is not 50 comics then. Well, I, and is, I don't know what you're looking at at Hoopla, but it is a gigantic. When I got you, I I got sorry. the whole thing. I got the whole thing from my nephew from the library. It was a hardcover and mm-hmm. it was about what is that? 4 inches thick. Yeah. And because he he wanted to well I wanted to make him read it so we could talk about it. Gotcha. It's kind of like what 600, I, 654 print pages. That could be it. That that that's it. Yes. Okay. So and this is what it is. This I'm looking at the right one. 2014 ish. 2015. Yeah. Is what it says here. Yeah. Uh, so so 2015 because it probably came out in 2014 because this started in 2015. The Spider Verse yeah. probably ended in 2015. Yeah. The inheritors begin exterminating mm-hmm. spider characters throughout the multiverse. That's okay. Anyway, yeah. so I I went I I proactively before we even got on here when I finished Spider Gwen I was like I gotta there's so many references I love Spider Ham is Spider Man Noir in there he's in there total you know what I think I've told you this before uh, probably not on the podcast I think me and Julie went to the theater to see Spider Verse the movie I didn't I, I knew of Spider Ham from the comic books from way back when because that was you know 80s and you'd see it on the stand. Mm-hmm. I don't think I bought an issue, but, and I knew of Miles Morales, Spider-Man Noir, not on my radar. And then the voice was killing me throughout the whole movie. You, you I was couldn't like, figure out who, who it was. Who the, because usually I'm really good. Like uh, when there's commercial voiceovers, I'm uh-huh. like, ah, that's uh, Brian Cox from Super Troopers or, ah, that's John Hamm as soon as he started doing, Mer- you know, Mercedes commercials or whatever. And it was driving me crazy. I didn't say anything during the whole movie. And then finally, when the credits were rolling, I was like, son of a bitch. Because, of course, when you heard Spider-Ham, you knew exactly. And I didn't read. It wasn't like I was reading about who was going to be in it. But as soon as I heard Mulaney's voice, I was like, ah, oh, cool. They got him to do Spider-Ham. I, anyways, I so I'm very excited, by the way, to read Spider-Verse uh, after this. But I, I'm taking away from Spider-Gwen. No, you're, um, you're, you're fine. Because they there's a there's a whole, they've done a whole arc of Spider, Spider-Man Noir. There's a there's a whole comic series on that. There is, oh I know no I I got that one again and and there's there's a few issues of the Indian there's an Indian Peter Parker oh I didn't know that okay. and he's in it. There is the the little the little girl with the robot nice uh, that's Pen- a great character Penny Parker or whatever her name is she's there's that there's also the giant there's also the giant robot that the spider-man with the giant robot that was actually a Japanese TV show there's a spy there was a Japanese spider-man with a giant robot in Japan yeah and I so, know. I've seen stuff so yeah. there's that 
there's a Spider-Man who, at some point, Spider-Man had cosmic powers in the 616, and then they go to a universe where he still has, he kept them, and he's, so he's this cosmic power Spider-Man. Spider-Punk, the Hobie Brown Spider-Punk yeah, is in it. And I'm reading, it's great. I'm on... I'm reading the synopsis of all the, and there's more than this, like Superior oh, no, no. Spider-Man. Oh dear lord, no! I'm just ta- I'm just trying to hit some of the the big ones, and they did a they did a web. There's a whole arc after the Spider Verse where they they kept a bunch of them together, and they're jumping around the time timelines and doing stuff. And I, nice, it was just it was just great. I was in my just excited Happy place. Spi- oh my god, yeah. It even had the Superior Spider-Man because when yeah. he shows up, there is a there is a scene in Superior Spider-Man where Doc Ock Spider-Man blips somewhere for a second and then comes right back. Well, in that time, he's actually jumped to the future, jumped timelines, and he's part of all of this. Huh. So when cool. so he's gone actually he's gone into the future because it's happening in the future. So Peter Parker, the 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 original six one six, then ends up in the Spider Verse, and he and Doc Ock have it off. And it really comes to a point when Doc Ock figures out this Peter Parker is not just the six one six; it's from a time past him. Right. So he's like, "Holy wait, no, I killed you. How are you here?" It, he comes to this realization. The, oh crap! And then he forgets all of that because comics. When he blips back, they they throw him through the hole again and throw him back into his timeline. Yeah, and it's gone because it comes to that head of Spider-Man doesn't kill, and so they have to go down that route. So and Superior Spider-Man was going to kill because that that that's how it go with Doc Ock. So, yeah, well, uh, tell me, tell me about. We'll, we'll get back to Gwen, Spider Gwen. Sorry, okay, you you got me all. I got to no, talk about no, Spider-Man. No, 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 that's okay. No, so uh, other big takeaways from this that, I, ooh, you know, hey, I want to read more about this universe or I want to read the Spider-Verse that, you know, was came mm-hmm. before this. There's a really nice, I mean, there, it's a lot of action, which is fine. You know, of course, there's some words. It's not as wordy as 80s comics, of <laughs> course, but there's a really touchy scene touchy touching scene when apparently for the first time in months Gwen goes over to the Parkers and of course Uncle Ben or Ben Parker is all nice and just you know great and gregarious Mm -hmm. and May is not having the best time of it yeah she lost her boy and and you kind of get the feeling Gwen's going over there to maybe spill the beans and say look I'm I'm spider woman but then you know May starts talking about she's been clipping everything she she got the the cameras Jameson got the cameras in front of her and she blamed spider woman but since she's been clipping she's maybe got her wrong and then she also talks about how Peter was always being bullied and always maybe wasn't well and you get the feeling that Maybe, you know, Peter obviously had some issues because he wanted to be great like Spider-Woman and loves, fell in love with Spider-Woman to the point where he turns himself into a lizard in this universe, essentially, mm-hmm. trying to be like Spider-Woman. It's just a really sad version it of is. Peter it that is. she's painting and- because he's obviously bullied. He's obviously nobody's favorite, you know, and... And him and Gwen were friends, but I don't get the feeling they were boyfriend and girlfriend. She was kind of sticking up for him because he was always being bullied. They have that flashback where, you know, it's just such a sad picture. It's touching and it was really moving. And I just remember with all the funny haha, they really good job of bringing it back down to that. So there's that. And, and 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 more so in that. What I I really liked about it, because yes, she is about to tell her, and she wants to tell her that she's Spider-Woman and that she did not kill Peter. And she doesn't, May doesn't really just say that she got it wrong. She says she's sure, she's seen what Spider-Woman is doing. She's sure he didn't kill him. She wishes Jameson wouldn't be talking about it like that because she doesn't see how that's possible at this point. So it really took a huge weight off of Gwen because... Obviously, she grew up around the Parkers, and and because right. and, and it is it, Uncle Ben was brought, bringing her in, was so excited she he got to see her, and and he knows what she's going through because Peter's gone, and it was just you're right. It was really well, just the little touches like he's mm-hmm. holding a mug that obviously is hers from mm-hmm. their house that That's right. has Winnie the Pooh, and it's got Gwenny Pool. Mm-hmm. Written on there. I mean, just really sweet touches like that. Reminded me of the part 
in a different way, you mean different, obviously, when we read the crossover where Peter goes to the ultimate universe and he sees and gets to hang out and sees May and sees everybody. Well, no, no. When he sees the Gwen from that universe. Yeah. When he about dies and then she starts screaming at him and throwing shit at him. Yeah. So... (laughs) There's all that. So okay. So and besides all the other characters we've already, I mean, mean, we rightfully so. Frank Castle's in this universe. Captain Stacy is not dead. Ben Parker's not dead. Of course, Aunt May. You get Black Cat. You just said her name, Felicia. Felicia Hardy. Felicia Hardy, and she's got her own band, which is kind of cool. Oh, 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 Uh, oh, and and she gives she gives the Mary Janes the tut. I screenshotted this because they're they're going because Felicia's letting them open for and mary jane's yelling at the rest of the band going yes felicia hardy is and always has been a soulless hack with a voice like the devil auto-tuning his farts yeah nice (laughs) and i was just like okay that that's awfully awesome so but go ahead what i what i really liked in this universe i don't and i never read an evil matt murdoch daredevil god the fact that he is the kingpin's bitch and and relishes it sort of in his Yes. It, it, and a know, ninja. And a ninja and killed Felicia Hardy's dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it was, it was just a nice, like, huh, yeah, hey, in this universe, not so nice. Oh, and then you see that his law partner is part of the force or maybe the DA. Oh, or he's because he's, he's in, yeah, he works. He's, yeah, he's interacting with, with Captain Stacy and he's, because they're talking about the mayor's not going to take off the task force to find Spider. I don't know. It was just, yeah, it's, Foggy Nelson. Foggy Nelson. Thank you. And yeah. I always, it's reminded me how much I love the what ifs issues and else worlds for DC. For just a different take, same characters with variations and a tweak here, a tweak there. Make somebody evil that's good. Kill this person instead of that person. Now it's not to say anybody can do it, because uh, but it's when done well, like this, it's pretty cool. So yeah, I'm trying to think. So instead of walking, yeah, and I, it's, I'm not saying I'm never going to read anything past this, but. Again, this all made me want to go back and read the spider. Oh, my God, especially that spider ham uh, section. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, you know what? One thing I did like, and this is me just going back to the Supergirl, Invisible Girl instead of Invisible Woman. I like that she's Spider Woman. Oh, yeah. They didn't mess around with that. They, I mean, they called her Spider Gwen, but they were like Spider Woman. They call her Spider Woman in yes, here. It's not Spider Girl or... Mm-hmm. Anyways, that just... Yeah, just a, a thing. So... Did, did you see the trailer for the new Enter the Spider-Verse 2? No. Oh, you I haven't have seen that? Oh, my gosh. I, okay. I just saw... No, shoot. I don't even know that that dropped. I did see finally... Not finally. I, I think I saw the Marvels trailer... Yeah, I saw uh, that yesterday because that just dropped. That no. just dropped. When did the when did the Spider Verse thing drop? Shit, how the how a the hell week did I miss a that? week and a half ago, a couple of weeks ago. Shit. Yeah, no, no. It, it came out and I got all. Uh, oh, I got excited because you know did you were saying you didn't look up, you didn't pay that much attention to who the voices were in the first one. I knew exactly who was doing the voices. I knew everything I could possibly find out about that Spider Verse movie before it came out. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I I totally did. It, I still maintain it's the best comic book movie that's ever been made. Yeah, man, it's just it's, just it's as pretty... a pure comic book movie, just because it's it's a cartoon, so it's got the same thing, and the way they did it was just incredible. It was pretty good. Really wish. I you'd... mean, look, of course, everybody's got their own subjective taste, but it's a pretty, it's it's a it's a it's up there. It's really good. I that is a stop down movie. When I see that it's on, uh, you, mm-hmm. it, it, even if it's on TNT or commercial TV, I'm like, yeah. I'll... I can watch this because I just love, I did know his voice. The guy from My Girl plays the uh, older slovenly Spider-Man. What's his name? You know what I'm talking about? He was on that movie with, what's her face? The oh, a movie, TV show. Not Chris Pine, who's a P- Peter Parker that dies. Yes. The other P- older Peter Parker oh, that gets pulled. Yes. No, yeah. That, that comedic actor. Uh-huh. J- just, he's so funny. Yeah. And just Jake, his delivery. Jake Johnson. Jake Jake Johnson, Jake Johansson, Jake something no. like that. Anyways, yeah, uh, yes, no, he's great, and he's back. He's okay, he, good. He is back, and he has a his daughter. delivery for some reason just cracks. Oh me no, the hell he's up. incredible. I was going somewhere with that. Well, I, I you're, oh, well. you're 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 cruising the World Wide Web, Clicky. Oh, sorry. Good Anyways, Lord. no, I'm just I'm just clicking through. Well, because I'm clicking loudly. I like, cl- I like the clicky click click. I'm, I'm trying. Gosh, what else? I was just trying to see if there was anything else to talk about. Just oh, so you know okay. about Spider Gwen. All right. Because uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something that I wanted to point out, and this is why I need to take notes because I'll forget stuff that I'm going to think of afterwards. Like, gosh darn it, why didn't I ask about this or talk about this? Which is infuriating. Oh yeah, this is this is a screenshot that I loved. 
after after she'd been in the been found, Randy Randy Rob you're you're confused because Randy Robinson found her. Okay. And, and brought her in and brought her over to one of the one of the her bandmates' houses and she's laying on the couch talking to the cat and they're talking in the background just look at him jay she's dressed like a homeless person that's mary jane uh, no that's not mary jane it mustn't be because the, the response was i know she looks awesome i hate her so much <laughs> gwen says randy t- tell me he didn't he found me like this and she says oh and mary jane goes oh poor poor pitiful gwen with her golden her golden corn silk hair and sparkling lagoon blue eyes and her stupid awesome sweatshirt <laughs> that's awesome i mean it's just just absolutely frenemies it's just i can't stand you you're gorgeous i hate you (laughs) yeah so and and what's sad is in this world the man for both of them is dead because peter is gone yeah well in mary jane in this universe uh, not very likable yeah you know of of course we could also be seeing this mary jane from gwen's eyes yeah true she's a she's a driven musician the uh the leader of the band is not always a likable person yeah bono what huh whoa that's okay. Where did that come from? Because I'm a big U2 fan. Or kind of, I guess I, yeah. I mean, it's not like I listen to them every morning when I wake up, because that'd be weird. And listen to so, it's a beautiful day. So now I'm thinking that Hav listens to U2 every morning when he wakes up. It, it, you know, the, 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 my alarm is It's a Beautiful Day by U2. Oh, is it? Okay, there you no, go. No, it's not. Although that, you know what? See, not now, a bad idea. See? Not a bad idea, see, actually. See, now I'm thinking it is. I Okay, now, so. Now, now tomorrow I, morning, it might very well be. I, 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 this is, this is the thing. Everyone listening, please send us an email. Do you think Hav listens to you two every morning when that he wakes up? That one song. Up? It's a beautiful day. No, I just, I, I think you're nailing it on that just to because you just listen to a lot of you two every morning. I really, you know what? I, I, I don't. I should listen to more. I get. I, I am really bad about doing deep dives on stuff where I'll get really into something. Now, not like just into comic books, but like I'll really get into X Men comic books and read way too many X Men comic books to the point where I'll read them solid for a month or two or three, and then I'm done with them. I got really into the Beatles in high school, and by college, I was kind of done. But I was known as a guy that liked Beatles, so for years, I would still get Beatles stuff for gifts, and I was like, oh, thank you so much, I like that. And anybody that's listening that has gotten me Beatles stuff, I really do appreciate it. (laughs) Whoops. But I just kind of just, I don't put on Beatles stuff. Like, for the first time in a long time the other day, I put on Sgt. Peppers. Huff? Yeah. If we take you out and get alcohol in you and we go do karaoke you're gonna sing like six beatles songs yes no, or no you know what that is not true i don't do okay three karaoke beatles songs three beatles no, songs okay. i don't uh-huh I've, I've sung one beatles song one time sexy sadie james and jay were there okay i don't think that's the only time otherwise it's piano man is a go-to yoshimi the the flaming lip song yoshimi versus the pink robots is that the name of it anyways i got some go-to karaoke songs so I feel like that's the first real tangent we've been on in this one. We really I, didn't do a lot of tangents this no, time. No, we've just been right on the comics. I mean, granted, we talked a lot of ancillary comics around the Gwenpool one, but that's just because it's background stuff and I I have a hobby horse that I will ride to death. So I, I feel like we should talk about something. I mean, the Fifth Circuit refused to stay the order to i guess we don't want to talk about that anyway no no yoshimi battles the pink robots flaming lips if you heard the song you'd know exactly what it is i'm sure it's off like their big album from the 90s or early 2000s we 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 are Um, all appreciative that you're not singing it right now no i i do not have any alcohol in me so that will not be happening (laughs) because it takes a three or four beers to get me on the carry but then once i'm up there hang on tight you're gonna be prying that microphone in my dead hands anyways (laughs) Challenge accepted. Uh, no, that, hey, not you know what? As a, I feel like was it last time where I feel like we were like just shooting off tangents every five oh, seconds. Last time we, I don't think we ever talked about a comic. Okay, well, you know it happens. And, and when I wrote the liner notes this evening, I almost—that's what it was about. <laughs> just like, I, I, hey, just here, like, here's everything we did talk about hey, besides hey, comic books. Hey, the Hoven, it, 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 in this thrilling episode, I, I the first thing I wrote was in this thrilling episode, Hav and Charles talk about everything but the comics. <laughs> Yay! And then, um, I, then I deleted that and wrote something else. But I was just like, uh, all right, it happens. Yes. Uh, no, if you, I mean, do you have anything else you want to talk about I, with no, the Gwyn? No, I, I will say it was funny because we, we recorded, we recorded the last episode two weeks ago, almost to the day. It, I think so. 
And I suggested this one. And then when we finished recording, I sat down in my chair and I read this. I read the whole thing that night. Just I was done. And then it took me, I basically read the Hulk arc this morning. Gotcha. Because I was like, oh, crap, we got to do it. I can't postpone this. So it was. Yeah. Uh, it, no. I, 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 not that there's anything wrong with this. It was just the, the Hulk. But I, I pounded through it that quick. And I almost kept going. And I think I'm going to read Because I've read all of this already. But I think I'm going to read more of it. Because I like it. Except I'll pull it up on Marvel Unlimited. Gotcha. Because unlike you, I like Marvel Unlimited better for the way it works than I do. I don't. Yeah, I don't mind the app. You don't well, do sometime, it through the through a browser. You do the Hoopla app, right? That's correct. Okay. Yes. I guess I haven't used the Marvel app as much as maybe I should, or oh, as you that's as fine. much as you have. I yeah, I, I've I've used it a ton. Not as much anymore as I used to, but man, I've I've read uh, an enormous amount of comic books through that. I gotcha. So all okay. right, all right. Well then, uh, do you know what you're going to suggest for the next time? No, I think I'll tell you in the next episode what you should read. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that that'll make that inter- that episode really fascinating. I am torn between two or three different things, but I think I know what I'm going to suggest to you. Okay, well, I would I would hope that you do know what what you would suggest. Oh, I actually have a list <gasps> right now. There's two two things on it. <laughs> the minimum number ladies and gentlemen for actually, a list actually i think truly three is the minimum number if you're making a list you're technically supposed to have three things on it so i, I do have a third mm. one but it, it's saved in my it's saved in my hoopla thing so technically this list has three things on it uh, what i am going to suggest is a comic called the good asian okay and i read it about a month and a half ago i saw something about it and i really liked it it is very surprisingly it's very noir it takes place in San Francisco in the, I believe, 20s, possibly 30s, or maybe after that. I can't remember exactly, but it is, it's good. It's the, it is an Asian detective in San Francisco in the early 20th century. Okay. With, with all that, with all of that. With, with, in the early 20th century. Yes. The early 20th oh, century. Yes. Okay. With, with all that entails in Chinatown. So yeah. it is, it, it was really okay. good. It's really good. I, not to put. I let me rephrase that. I really liked it. You might hate it. I know you don't like um, things that are different. So, okay, what? Okay, no, I don't know why you're just. Yeah, that's fine. No, I, I, I fear, I fear, change. Yeah, but uh, but I, I, I haven't, I haven't suggested any kind of noir stuff in a while. So no, it's been a uh, second. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's fun. What do you got? What do you got? I've been wanting to do this for a while, and I'm just gonna pull the trigger. I, uh, it's going to be Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters. It's a team book. Of course, it's, it's not a team quite book. as old. It's not quite as old as what you're used to me suggesting. I'll send you the screenshot. It's on DC. So uh, 1982. DC, yeah. 1982. 1977. No, I want to say early 2000s. Okay. Okay. I, I want to say I, I'll. I got to find it. it. It was. Did I have it pulled up? Anyway, so yeah, that's what we're gonna we're gonna read. And okay. I, you know, I got I got the app. Okay. That. Cool. So there's that. So so uh, it's so it's not in Hoopla. No. Okay. In the, fact, I was kind of a little disappointed. There was a lot of stuff that I would have thought maybe was on Hoopla. Okay. Oh six, by the way. Okay. Cool. No, I, I will. Um, okay. That that sounds like a plan. And the Good Asian is on Hoopla. That's why I read it the first time. I'll screenshot that and send it to you. Cool beans. Yes. So I want to thank everyone who listened. We we have a lot of fun doing this, and we appreciate all of you who listen to us, even the slack jawed yokels. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Charles, thanks for doing the podcast with me and and all the heavy lifting on the production. And thank you, Patrick, for the website, as usual, and all that. That's a, I know you probably haven't done... Well, who knows how much you do maintenance-wise? I have no idea how that works. It's magic to me. But thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.